that God will answer those prayers. The things that we are going through, the things that we're experiencing is because God is trying to test our faith. And as all you guys know, life happens all the time. And so it's what we do in response to life that determines how God is going to bless us. And so we touch and agree in believing that God is going to heal your heart and your mind, that he's going to heal your son, that he's going to answer your prayers. And even the unspoken things that you all did not say, we believe and touch and agree that God's going to respond to those things because he's good like that. Amen. Amen. God is good like that. Another thing that I've learned throughout my years is that uh, the Bible says he will never put more on you than you can bear. So if you're going through something, it's because God has equipped you to deal with that thing, that circumstance. We don't like it because it's disruptive to life. It's inconvenient to deal with death. It's inconvenient to deal with the sick loved one. It's inconvenient to be sick at all. And we hate inconvenience. Do y'all y'all agree with that? And so that inconvenience happens. We're trying to deal with that and still keep on track with what we're doing. And so God has graced us to deal with whatever we're dealing with. My wife and I are touching and agree with you on that. And this kind of ties into what we're talking about today. We're talking about Jesus as our shepherd. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about strangers, stranger danger, and how there are strangers that try to enter into our lives. And I tried to make the connection that even in our spiritual walk, the spiritual strangers that try to come into our lives, the enemy will try to distract you, will try to get you off pace, off path, off track. And he'll try to tempt you to get away from what belongs to you. Now, what belongs to you is the love of Christ. What belongs to you is salvation. What belongs to you is freedom. Yet the enemy will come in like a thief and try to steal your faith. He'll try to steal your peace. He'll try to steal your love. He'll do it through death. He'll do it through sickness. He'll do it through pain. He'll do it through anything that you're going through. And yet you as a believer have to stand strong and say, I know the voice of God. Whatever I'm going through, this is not God. This sickness is not God. This death is not God. This healing that I need, there's all these other issues I'm dealing with, this is not God. What I know from God is that he speaks life and he gives me life more than abundance. And so he was saying that the sheep don't hear the voice of strangers. The sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. So in John chapter 10 verse 7, he says, truly I say to you, I am the door to the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to the thieves and the robbers. I am the door. He says it twice. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But here's the caveat. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. As a shepherd, I've come to give you life and that you may have life in abundance. Greater than. Overflow. This is what Jesus came for. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So then let's kind of talk about this shepherd and his role. 
We already know that strangers we don't respond to. And this is why we're talking, uh, saying that when things happen in life, this is not God. If it's not life, if it's not abundance, if it's not positivity, it is not God. It is the enemy. When you give in to the enemy, or when you give in to negativity, you are giving space to the enemy to have space in your life. When you respond to people that talk about you, what are you doing? You're giving them energy to talk about you some more. Come on now. The Bible says that when you respond to a fool, you are the fool for being responsive to the fool. And the fool laughs at you because you're responding to him. So now we're talking about from a faith perspective, I am not giving space to the enemy. Because the enemy is a thief and a robber. And we know that thieves and robbers do not add value. They come to take from you. They drain from you. They steal from you. They never replace what they take from you. How many of you guys know a thief that, that put back what he stole? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many of you guys know a thief or a robber that put back what they stole? That's what a thief and robber does. They just take and never give back. But Jesus says this in John chapter 10 verse 7. Truly I say to you, I am the door to the sheep. Now two weeks ago we said, we talked about Jesus walking to the door and the gatekeeper lets Jesus in because he's the familiar voice. Now Jesus kind of switches gears and says, I am the door. Not only do I enter into the door, I am the door. I am your protection. I am the gatekeeper. I do not allow danger to enter into where the sheep are. That's security. That's better than any security system you can buy. That's better than a cop with a gun. You got Jesus who's able to keep danger out of the sheep gate. As long as you're in the safety of the sheep gate, you can be rest assured that Jesus is not letting anybody in that will cause you harm. Amen, somebody. It could be sickness. It could be death. It can be frustration. It can be anger. It can be people who don't like you. Jesus is not going to let all that stuff in. But when you respond to it, when you allow it to seep into your spirit, that's not Jesus' fault. Whose fault is that? Y'all heard stories about sheep that go out and get away from the patch? Sheep that get away from the group? Now the shepherd got to lay down and let the rest of the sheep stay where they are so he can find that one sheep that left. That one sheep that left got distracted. They got interested in something else that was separate from the group. And sometimes in life we get the same way. We leave the safety of the sheep gate that God has provided for us and we get distracted and now God got to come get us out of trouble. So now Jesus is saying, I am the door. You cannot come and steal my sheep, devil. You cannot distract my sheep, devil. You cannot take them away from safety, devil. And you as a sheep have to believe and trust that he has your interest in mind. You know this because you know his voice. He's spoken to you before. He's healed you before. He's blessed you before. He's answered prayers before. You know that Jesus is telling the truth because he's done something for you before and you have reason to trust his words. You have reason to believe his words because he has been a door for you as the old folks used to say from our earliest existence to the present time. (laughs) From the beginning to the end. He has been there for you. You know his voice. Verse 8 
man. Lost my my footing here. Verse eight says, "All who came before me are thieves and robbers." All that came before me were thieves and robbers. What was your life like before you met Jesus? Miserable, Miserable, crazy, wow, out of control. And you were dealing with people who were taken from your life. If you had a testimony that my life was wild and out of control, you must have been doing something that was not of God, right? Amen. And the people you were dealing with were not of God, right? Now, if it's not of God, then it's of the enemy, right? And Jesus says later in verse 10 that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Think about the time you wasted before you met Jesus. The time you wasted doing whatever you wanted to do, being where you wanted to be, acting the way you wanted to act. How much time, how much life have you wasted before you met Jesus? This is what he's saying, that before me, there were thieves and robbers, people that tried to show you a good time, but what did they take from you? A lot. And I'm sure you can point out what they took from you, but here's the big question. What did they give back? I'm not not hearing anything. What did did they give back? Is there money in your pocket? Did they give you something? They took it out. They, they took it out? Did they give you health? Did they give you peace of mind? Did they give you peace in your heart? Did they give you joy? No. Are they still your friends now? No. It seems kind of bleak right now. I'm not seeing any positive thing. So Jesus is saying anything before me was stealing from you. When you come connected to Christ, there's advancement. There's growth. Your life begins to change. We were talking earlier. Uh, we were looking out the window, and Miss Vera talked about the flowers and the roses that are growing because of the rain that we had a couple of days ago. This is what life with Jesus is like. When there was nothing, something comes out of the ground. But that's not the only thing we talked about. Then y'all begin to say how beautiful the flowers are. Y'all begin to talk about how beautiful the trees look. And then you start talking about all the insects that come back and life. All the wildlife that comes back. When Jesus comes to your life, everything starts to live. Life just comes back. Makes a complete difference. So he's saying, I am the door. Anybody that came before me was a thief and a robber. Oh, man. And then he says in the rest of verse 8, but the sheep did not listen to them. Now, let me put this in context. Anybody before me, before Christ, was a thief and a robber. Now, contextually, he's talking about anybody that claimed to be the Savior. Anybody that claimed to be Christ, they were a thief and a robber. Religion before Christ was thieving and robbing from you. The life application is anything you've done before you met Christ was taken from you. But he says in the rest of verse 8, but the sheep did not listen to them. Let me apply this to your life. All the crazy things you've done before you met Christ, you know what you did. Some of it you're ashamed of. If you're like me, a lot of it you're ashamed of. But here's what Jesus is saying. Even during that season of your life, no matter how long it lasted, you did not respond to the voice of the enemy. Now let me respond, let me kind of put this in context. Even though you know what you did back then, it could have been worse. Amen. Let that sink in for a moment. (laughs) What you used to do, it could have been way worse than what you actually did. You almost 
almost crossed the line, but you didn't. And y'all see my son, he tries to cross the line a lot, right? He's four. He, he's, he's pushing up against it because he, he understands that if I cross the line, there's something to wait for me. Many of you lived life and you almost crossed that line, but... Held back just enough. Y'all know people that crossed the line. They died a long time ago. Strung out a long time ago. Their lives ruined a long time ago. But look at all you all. You have something to show for it. The Bible says gray hair is nothing but a sign of wisdom. And the grace of God that he's blessed you with. Is nothing but a symbol of God's blessing on your head. He's brought you this far. And he said, even though you might not have accepted me back then, but you didn't listen completely to the voice of the enemy because something was holding you back. I'll try that, but I'm not going that far. I'll play with this, but I'm not going to play with that. He has kept you. You had enough inside of you at that time of your life to know that I am not responding to a strange voice. Even then, even in my craziness. God has been good to you. He's been good to me as well. In verse 9 he says, I am the door. He says it twice. I am the door. Anybody want to get to you, they got to come through me. Anybody want to mess with you, they got to mess with me first. Anybody want to steal from you, they got to try to get it from me first. Now y'all know that Jesus is powerful. He is the son of God. The angels respond to his beck and call. Jesus can heal. He can regenerate. When he sees death, he can speak life. Y'all remember the story of Lazarus? He sees a sickness. He can speak healing. Y'all know many stories. One example is the woman with the issue of blood. She was bleeding for 12 years. Touched his hem of his garment and healing came. Jesus sees hunger and out of nowhere, two fishes, five loaves of bread feeds 5,000 women and children, not including men. So Jesus says, I am the door twice. You want something, got to get through me first. Then he says, the rest of verse 9, if anyone enters by me, if I allow people, if I allow things to enter through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now he's talking more specifically about you. If there's a sheep that desires to come through the door that I offer, here's what he's going to give you in return. He said, you will find, you will enter in, you will be saved. You will be saved. Danger will be exited from your life. No more danger. You will be saved. And the context is everlasting life. You will be saved and you will go in and out and find pasture. You will freely go in and out. You're not a prisoner of what Jesus has to offer. Think about that time you might have had an addiction. Or you knew somebody that had an addiction. They tried to get away. It's almost like they're chained to the addiction. Chained to the alcohol. Chained to the substance. Chained to depression. Chained to anger. Chained to miserable. they just miserable. They're, they're unhappy. They, they can't get away from it. People that just can't smile to save their life. Y'all seen that before? Jesus said, I don't have a relationship with you like that. 
You come into me, you can go in and out and you'll be free. This doesn't mean that you can have a sometime relationship with him. But what he's saying is, when you're with me, whether you're inside the sheep gate or outside the sheep gate, you will find pasture. Y'all know what pasture is, right? Green grass. That's what the sheep eat on. Green grass. Come on, you still in my sermon now. There's pasture all around Jesus. Well, what is it? What is it that you're looking for? You looking for happiness? He has that pasture. You want peace of mind? He has that pasture. You want joy? He has that pasture. You want uh, long suffering? He has that pasture. You want love? He has that pasture. What he's saying is, when you find me and you enter through my door. You can go in and out and find the pasture that you need. You want to know why that's significant? Because life happens. Death. Sickness. Sickness. Frustration. Life happens. And he's saying, whatever happens to you, I got a pasture for that. The enemy can try to distract you all he wants you. Jesus says, no worries. Here's this pasture. Here's this pasture. You frustrated? Here's a pasture of peace. You're hungry? Here's a pasture of fullness. You're needy? Here's a pasture to meet all your needs. You're feeling alone? Here's the pasture of love. Whatever it is that you're standing in need of. You're sick? Here's the pasture of healing. Everything you need. He says, you can come in and out, and I'll find a pasture for you. That's why sheep trust their shepherd. The shepherd has proven that wherever he takes them, there is a pasture to eat and their safety. This is why he teaches us that as a shepherd, the sheep hears his voice and don't respond to strangers. Here's what he's saying in verse 10. The thief only comes to steal kill and destroy the thief will come to steal your joy a thief will come steal the love in your heart the thief will come and steal the peace in your mind the thief will come to destroy whatever peace you have whatever quietness you have in your life the enemy will come and try to destroy that you know they're talking about you Cynthia He'll try to destroy your peace of mind. You know, Laura, you know they don't like you, right? He'll come to destroy anything that's keeping you calm. Jerry, they're about to cut your lights off. What? He'll come to try to destroy you. And you know, good and well, this is the enemy. All this craziness that's happening around us, that's not God. That's the enemy, or what he calls a stranger trying to distract you as a sheep and get you all far out from the rest of the crowd. The enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Now let me tell you something. One of the things that uh, we do in religion is we always try to t- uh, try to create a difference between us and other religions, which is fine, right? But sometimes when we do that, we try to put down other faiths or other religions or other churches for no reason, and we don't even understand what we believe in. What Jesus is teaching here, he wants you to know the truth so that you always spot a fake. What sense does it make to only know the qualities of a fake but never know what a truth the truth is? He's saying that you would never respond to the voice of the stranger because a stranger only does three things, steal, kill, and destroy. Well, you need to know, as the rest he says in the rest of verse 10, that here are my qualities as a shepherd. I come to give you life and that you may have it more abundantly. 
when you're going through life and you're experiencing life and you're dealing with life and you're trying to figure out is this God or is this not God all you need to know is that is this giving me life and am I living life more abundantly I don't care what the enemy says or does all I'm caring about is is this life and is this abundance because my shepherd only speaks this language life and abundance life and abundance life will happen to all of us sickness, death, money issues whatever it is, depression you're all over the place that stuff will happen but what you're looking for is not necessarily is this the enemy but what is God trying to tell me in this moment because I'm trying to find out if he's trying to give me life and abundance through this situation when I was seriously in debt what was God trying to do for me what did he teach me did I grow from this if I didn't grow from this if I'm not maturing out of this then it might not have been God but even in my deepest darkest time when money was seriously scarce he still provided for me I still had food on my table I still had a roof over my head and oh by the way I still had joy even when life is happening I still see life and abundance what the enemy will try to get you to do is when you go into your darkest moment he'll tell you life is over you might as well just give up die kill yourself go run away don't invite nobody into your life be depressed by yourself that's not God I am going through but I see that God is still blessing me while I'm going through the voice of the shepherd speaks life and abundance say this with me life and abundance life and abundance Life and abundance. No matter what you're dealing with right now. Even if you told nobody what you're going through, what you're trying to figure out is, is my shepherd with me? Is he speaking life and abundance? Let me read this to you. Psalms 23. Y'all know this old, old scripture, right? This is a classic example of what the shepherd does. The shepherd does what? He speaks life in abundance. Listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, Jerry. I shall not want. This is what the shepherd, he does life in abundance. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Y'all, I'm about to get excited. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. Not raging waters. Not depression waters. Not murderous waters, but still waters. Here it is. He restores my soul. Wait a minute. That's the opposite of the thief and the robber. Because when life tries to take away from me, David says he restores my soul. The devil tries to take your soul. Y'all hearing this? This is this is not me. This is him. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of, of, of sin. He leads me in the path of devilment. The path of depression. 
depression, anger, frustration. No, the Bible says, I got new eyes now. Y'all know I had surgery, right? I think my eyes are telling me righteousness. Okay. My eyes are right, right? He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. He blesses me for his name's sake. Because the blessings of life and abundance is not for me or you. It's his name's sake. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley, come on now. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, even though life happens to me and you, I will fear evil. I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod. This is what the shepherd has. He has a rod and a stab that comforts. The rod is not there to beat you. It's not there to hurt you. It provides guidance. Can I see this? Can I see this? The rod is meant to keep you in line. Just don't cross this line. Right? When you start to get out of line, he just gets the rod here to keep you in line. He doesn't want you to step out of line. He doesn't want you to get lost. Don't cross the line now. Hey, you're going too far now. Don't cross the line now. Don't cross the line. Don't cross the line. He says, that rod and that staff, they come for me. Thou prepare, thou, oh, let me slow this down. Come on, Miss Vera. Thou knowest my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And I this is the shepherd. Y'all know this already. I know it. I know what I every day of my life. This is the shepherd. He speaks life, he gives life, and that you may have it abundantly. I'm gonna close with verse eleven. I am the good shepherd. You got bad shepherds who don't give nothing about you. They don't care about you. They don't love you. They don't even know your name. Jesus says in earlier part of John chapter 10 that he knows your name. Amen. You got bad shepherds. They don't even know your name. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Amen. Don't that sound familiar? A couple of weeks ago, we celebrated a little holiday called Easter. He laid down his life for you and I, for sins past, current, and future. He has laid down his life so well that he doesn't have to do it again because it's a renewable sacrifice. He sacrificed for you. That is the ultimate sign of a great shepherd. Someone that loves you, that cares about you, that is willing to give you something. He doesn't take from you. He gives. He gives. He gives and he keeps on giving. He's giving. He gives. He gives life in abundance. He gives. The people in your life that are taken from you right now, that is not God. If they don't give, they don't got God in them. Sorry to say it. It's a reciprocal thing. I know that I got God in me because I'm giving. I know that my friend and my family got God in them because they're giving. The Spirit of God causes them to give. He gives what? Life and abundance. Life and abundance. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word.